Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again, once again, and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg is the name of me. Of course, and I am joined live in studio as always by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. Awesome. We love to hear that. Now, for those of you watching the podcast, you may notice things look a little different. And that's true. They are a little different. And I'll tell you why. Um, We're in Kentucky right now. We took the show on the road and we began the Stouting Off Tour 2020 uh, with Bardstown, Kentucky. Bourbon capital of the world. The birthplace of bourbon. Um, you knew this. Yep. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's why we're here. In fact, we're meeting, some, <laughs> we're meeting up with some friends, um, tomorrow and we're going to do some, some, uh, socially distant distillery tours and some tastings and, uh, we're excited. And so we're in bourbon country and, but you know this already, no matter what's going on in our lives, in our personal lives, we have to continue the podcast. This is priority number one in life, you know? Um, George, how's everything look on set? Is it good? Yeah, Lighting's it good. Great. Sound is good. Yep. Yeah, this room is nice. We're at a Holiday Inn Express in Bardstown. We just found out from, what was her name at the front desk? Miss Becky. We found out from Miss Becky. We threw the miss on there. She just seemed like she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was one of those like types of ladies, just kind of like matronly and grandmotherly. And we just had to give her the, um, the designation miss that she deserved. But she said, this hotel just opened three weeks ago. And it's still kind of got that new hotel smell, yeah. you know? Um, in other words, it doesn't totally smell like feet and there isn't like nastiness around. Because when I know Trey Kennedy just talked about this too, which he touched. Uh, did you watch his video? No. He touched on a couple things, but like one of them is like, I, I suffer from these. Like I don't touch the remote in the hotel room. I usually get the ice bag and I put it in there. That's how I operate. I try not to walk around like in socks or especially not my bare feet. Um, and even so I have, I have that tendency to, when I pull back the covers on the bed, you know, I'm going to look for hairs and stuff. Cause I've, I found them before. So I can't play ignorant to that. <laughs> you know, I have to, so I have to look. So anyway, I don't think this hotel has any of those issues whatsoever. Nope. Um, it's cool talking at a desk like this too. I um I read uh, not too long ago that all the, t- the the late night talk show hosts and talk show hosts in general, regardless of time of day that they are aired, they sit behind a desk because um, one, it gives you the opportunity to say pull out props. In this instance, it's a huge container of smart water, but so you have kind of like a, a stage that you can kind of pull stuff out on. That's my only prop. Although, do I have that bottle of bourbon anywhere? That's far away. It's it doesn't matter. Life. But second is that it, what'd you say? It's, it's nearby. It is. <laughs> when Jordan was closing that bottle of bourbon, he dropped the cork on the carpet. And I, at first I was going to be like, no, 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 you can't put that. Like it, it's dirty now. We got to find a new solution. And then I remembered new hotel carpet's not dirty yet. Not completely soiled. So <laughs> not always lost. Um, second thing is the desk communicates kind of a sense of, um, like I'm the voice in the room. It's it's kind of 
got this air of authority, you know, and somebody sits behind a desk, a big desk like this. That's why CEOs um, have huge desks. Please step into my office. You sit in front of their desk and they have like a platform by which they can demonstrate and exercise their corporate power. So it's nice. It's nice being at the desk. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's a good look. It's nice. We rearranged this room. Oh my gosh. It The, the, the housekeeping is going to come in here and be like, everything got moved. <laughs> Lamps got unplugged, moved to other parts of the room. Furniture got rearranged. We pulled the desk out. Yeah, we went for it. But we'll you know show what? you a little snapshot. <clears throat> yeah, we'll show you a snapshot, Jordan. If you could just make a note to overlay that yeah. on the video. Um, <laughs> it's nice being here though. So yeah, Bardstown, Kentucky, bourbon capital of the world. And maybe I'll talk about that later because I have some thoughts on that. But without going into too much further detail on that, Jordan, do you remember when we, uh, when I made curry at your house that one night? How could I forget? You and Exactly. Jordan and Monica were blown away. Dude, how's my hair, by the way? I got a fresh fade and I keep catching glimpses of myself and reflections and stuff. And I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. But yeah, it feels fresh. Good. Like it good. feels fresh to the touch. So on the curry night, Jordan and Monica were like, wow, this is great. Blown away. Um, and Monica was like, Drew, we got to find you a girlfriend. We got to, like, you're out here, you know, good guy, walks, walks the walk, talks the talk, has, you know, good job. And you, you've got good friends and good head on your shoulders. You can cook. And I'm not just tooting my own horn. I'm just saying... That was kind of the spirit of the discussion. She's like, we got to find your girlfriend. She's like, I'm in this podcast group, a community group um, on Facebook. Okay. She's like, I'm in this community Facebook group. And there's about 20 to 30,000, mostly women in this group. The podcast itself is this podcast host. Am I boring you, Jordan? <laughs> Did you hear Jordan's yawn on the mic? Did you He's hear like, that? Oh, get this story <laughs> over with. <laughs> I don't even think you know where I'm going with the story. Like, oh, I saw him check his watch during the yawn. <laughs> <laughs> next. Uh, you got a cue card. Next topic. Um, I'm laying on a fold out bed. <laughs> Dude, when were you able to recline that chair? <laughs> I didn't even know that chair reclined. Um, it's got a hammock hanging over there. Anyway, all right. So Monica's in this group and it's most it's it's mostly women and it's a group of of fans slash just like community members of this podcast that's hosted by Becca Tilly, who is of Bachelor slash Bachelorette fame, okay? So it's all these girls that I don't know what they talk about in there, but Mon said, you know, Drew, sometimes a girl will post in there, hey, I have this friend or my brother or my brother-in-law or whatever, my single male relative or friend, uh, single guy, he's a great guy, you know, he's open, he's keeping his options open, here's where he lives, here's some things about him. She's like, do you want me to, and they'll throw up some pictures, do you want me to do that for you? And I was like, sure. What's a shot on goal? Yeah. I mean, who? why not? Why not try? So she does it. Of course, I wrote the synopsis. It's no big deal. Um, but so she posts it and I don't know. She was getting some, she was getting some engagement, right? Yeah. But the great thing about that too was that she was like, she was kind of buffering and she was kind of the funnel through which all of the leads came. So she knew that some would just be a for sure no. And so she was like, no, respectfully, and you know, like in, in a very kind and honoring way. But then she's also like, Drew, I've got, you know, these leads here. Like these, here's this, here's this girl's story. Here's this girl's story. I was like, this is cool, <laughs> you know? And um, so anyway, that's going on. 
and I get a follow on Instagram. Now, she didn't, mom didn't include my last name or my social media con, contact info or anything like this on this. So, of course, this person, I got a follow on Instagram, okay? And it's a beautiful, what appears to be single girl. I'm pumped, you know, like, let's go. This She, she must have been, you know, she's got like this little bio. It's like, she's got the same faith and all those things. I'm like, that's great. And so, um, so I, I DM her and I'm like, Hey, what's up? You know, did you get, did you find my Instagram from Monica's post in that group? She's like, yeah. So of course what she did was went to Monica's friends on Facebook, looked up drew, probably found me first, last name, looked it up on Instagram. Boom. <laughs> and boom. Okay. <laughs> and my watch on the desk. So we talk, we're texting a little bit, gives me her phone number. I'm like, cool. Well, I asked for it, but she gave it to me. And um, we text a little bit the next day. We FaceTime the next day, a little happy hour FaceTime. Um, we text, we text. It goes a week. And um, I'm like, hey, <laughs> a week of knowing each other existed. You know, this is great, you know. Uh, she's like, yeah, totally. Like, it's awesome. Like, what do you want to do to celebrate? It's like all flirty, chatty, you know. Within the hour. No, it wasn't within the hour. It was within the same day, though. Within the same day, I get another DM on Instagram. I go to the requests, open it up. Hey, bro, stop talking to my girlfriend. Her name is blank. I was like, huh? it's this girl. It's the girl. And I was like, huh? Now, at this point, I really wanted to rub this guy's nose in it because he came at me, you know? Right. Yeah. I didn't know this girl was dating somebody. Why would I ever think that? She followed me based on the pretense of knowing I was a single guy, chatted and like agreed to FaceTime and like was asking me what I'm looking for in a girl and stuff like this. I had no reason to believe this. So I am pissed that somebody came at me because it's almost like questioning my character, you know? Yeah. And so I really wanted to be like, well, uh, that's funny. When she was asking me what I was looking for in a girl and talking about how she was stuck in the city that she's in, she never talked about a boyfriend. She never <laughs> talked about you. <laughs> so you'll have to forgive me, but I didn't say that. I chose to take the higher road and just instead slam this guy on my podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess that is what I'm doing, but I'm not really slamming. No. So I said back, hey, totally didn't realize that this person was seeing that had a boyfriend, whatever. Um, never talked to the per I'll never talk to the person again. Good luck with everything. Catch you later. He said, thank you, to be fair. So I respect the, the gentlemanly conduct at the end. But um, was it thank you or thanks or T.Y.? It was just a thank you period. It was thank you, period. So, I mean, straightforward, professional. Yeah. Uh, kind of abrupt. A bit, I mean, you could take the note, I mean, you could take that kind of text as somewhat abrasive, but, I mean, it's straightforward. The guy didn't want, he probably didn't want to be messaging me that in the first place. He probably didn't want to yeah. be like, hey. Um, But he came at me with this tone of like, I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. You stop talking to her. I was like, dude, I didn't even know that you existed. So that's cool. Um, that was the front runner actually for that little social experiment. So we're back to square one. You know, 
sometimes things happen like that. Like sometimes people can find like a, a meaningful relationship, but I think it's just got to happen. 90% of the time, I think it's just got to happen, you know, in its natural, in the natural course, in the natural way of doing life. You know, I really doubt I would find somebody online. I think it's got to be just somebody who knows me in real life and vice versa, you know? Yeah. So that's a cool story. Loved that. I deleted her uh, phone number and yeah, unfollowed on the socials and removed her as Has follow. she tried to reach out since? No. Not at all, huh? No, so they must have had a talk. Come to Jesus moment, you know? <laughs> so that's cool. Love to see that. But I was pumped. You know that. I was, You know firsthand. We yeah, were pumped. Yeah. The whole team was. Yeah, the whole team was. We were all stoked. Baby girl. Baby girl of seven days, man. Cheers to her. I spit it out. Um, <laughs> that's great bourbon, by the way. It is. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> Can you see? Is there a glare or anything? Tilt it down. Looks good. Okay. It's Backbone Bourbon, and it's a barrel pick from a wonderful store in Spring Hill, Tennessee called Elixir. Um, but this is a barrel-proof single barrel pick, which means it's not a batch of barrels that all mix together. This has... This bottle has characteristics that are just unique to the barrel from which it came. Um, and it's also barrel proof. And it's also finished in a sherry barrel, which means after it's done aging its normal process in oak, they take it and then they take that barrel and they pour it into a barrel that once aged sherry or once housed sherry, which is like a, a fruity. It's kind of like wine, right? Yeah. Or it is wine, maybe. I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know much about anything. But if you have the desk... You can fool people into thinking you know what you're talking about. It's really good, though. Backbone Bourbon. Don't love their branding, but it's made in Indiana, which probably, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which probably means it's MGP, I would guess. Isn't that right? And then it's bottled here in Bardstown, bourbon capital of the world. And here we are. Kentucky. And here we are. When we were driving into town, Jordan was like, it almost smells like bourbon in the air. You know, didn't yeah. you say that? Um, this kind is of such does. a cool town. It is. Small town. And there's just so many food options, too. That's the cool thing. There's just so many places to eat. True. <laughs> so, listen, we got into town today, tonight. And, and, of course, it gets dark at 4 p.m. now. So, it felt by the time we got here at, like, the, what time is it? 8? 7.45? 8? Yeah. Somewhere in there. By the time we got here, we felt like, it felt like we were in the car, you know, from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. It felt really late, to me at least. And it still does. Um, but we're famished anyway from the drive. And we're like, cool. We're on Yelp. A lot of cool sounding places. Bourbon, brick oven, pizza. Another place called the Rick House. Um, all these cool places. We're like, yeah, we're, we're asking the front desk people. They're like, yeah, you got to check out. In this place, in New York, New York City, in the air place. We're pumped. <laughs> Spirits are high. We're excited. And... Um, so we start, we go to the first place. We can't even find it. It's one of those situations where Google Maps completely led us astray. We were hoodwinked, hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. And you almost dropped the computer there. <laughs> the computer almost the slipped is, off Jordan's lap while he was move. laughing. It didn't even move. You, Dude, you were dozing off probably. You fell asleep. It was one of those like, you wake up like jerking from a, from a dream. I do that all the time. And it usually ends up in me biting my tongue. Unless of course. <laughs> usually I, I, I jolt awake and it usually ends up 
in me biting my tongue. Unless, of course, those of you who have listened to a few episodes, you know I wear the bite guard for that very reason. But many a time, I've fallen asleep without it, and I wake up like this, (laughs) (laughs) biting my tongue. It's great. Um, We go out looking for food. First place we can't find on Google Maps or Waze or on Apple Maps. It was a dark parking lot. I was it, was a dark, it was a dark parking lot with no storefronts. It looked like we were on a university campus and it was yeah. supposed to be a, like a cool bar. Second place we go to, it looks open. We go up to the door, dead bolted shut. Cool. Locked. We look across the street. What was the place called? Mammy's Kitchen. Mammy's Kitchen. It <laughs> looks and sounds like the most sweetheart local watering hole of all time. Christmas lights in the in the in like this. You walk up as you walk up to it. There's Christmas lights in a back patio area, kind of like a beer garden. It looks really cozy. Nobody's out there, and we're like, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's open or not. And we look to the double doors to get inside, and it's not only locked, it's it's wrapped up in chain with two padlocks on it. <laughs> it looks like somebody like it was boarded up like yeah it, indefinitely. Like the the building was damned. The property. <laughs> It is unfit for human habitation. Abandoned. It was abandoned. So strike three. Now, normally you'd say strike three, you're out. But we don't give up quite yet. We say there's one more place that the people at the front desk actually gave us a glowing recommendation of. The best one. We go to find this place. We're rolling up on it. And the whole strip mall in which it sits is pitch black. And not just pitch black. There's like drop cloth and it's like under construction and not even the construction workers are there. There's not a soul to be found on this entire property. We couldn't even see it. We had, in fact, when we drove by by it, couldn't find anything. And we drove back by it. We're like, oh, there's the tiny little sign, drop cloth, construction zone, pitch black. We're not getting brick oven pizza tonight. Now we're starting to get pissed. Yeah. We're starting to get hangry. And I felt like I was getting hangry while powering down too. You know, like I hadn't, I felt like I hadn't had a calorie. I hadn't consumed a calorie in what felt like probably eight or 10 hours. In reality, on the ride there, Jordan had made cookies that I was eating on the way there. He didn't make cookies on the way there. It was before, but on the way there, I was eating the <laughs> cookies they previously made. Now, does that make sense? So we're, we're at strike four at this point. Jordan looks across the street and he says, umami. And I say, what? What'd you call me? He says, no. Umami, name of this restaurant, steakhouse and sushi place. So we go in there and it's open. And not, they're not only open, but they're open for another hour and 15 minutes. So we're happy. We ask, are you open? They say yes. And they say, you can't eat in here though. Of course. So when you go to Hibachi Grill, yeah, you don't want to sit there while they cook, enter, while in a very entertaining and fun way they cook the food. No, when you go to Hibachi Grill, you want to take it out in styrofoam containers and eat it in your car like a, like a rat, <laughs> which is what we had to do. No, but we ate it, we got it, and then we ate it in the hotel lobby. But it was really weird when we were checking out or cashing out or whatever. Jordan had a bag of food and I had a bag of food, and the guy probably like either an owner or the owner's like son. He probably was like around our age. Yeah. He was asking us, do you want any soy sauce? Do you want any this yum yum sauce, chopsticks, forks, whatever. But he was only addressing or only listening also to Jordan. He won't. I was like this. Yeah. Well, how about two forks? And he would just look at Jordan and be like, any, would you like any forks? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no, I said two. He's just, how many forks? Okay, great. (laughs) And then I'm like, can I have uh, some, some soy sauce in there too? Still looking at Jordan. 
uh, would you like any soy sauce? I'm like, dude, <laughs> did I look at you the wrong way when I came in here? Did I give you a... Yeah, I thought you pissed him off. Did I? No, like I thought that. Yeah, I was like, man. But then when he went back over to you and asked you what you wanted, he was like, sorry, separate bags. Yeah, or something yeah like that's that. what he said. He was like, so, he didn't say sorry, separate bags, but he's like, uh, so I do separate bags. I was like, okay. Well, did you hear earlier? I want two forks, chopsticks, soy sauce, <laughs> and yum yum sauce, please, and thank you. So we got it. We came back to the hotel. We ate. Miss Kathy, what's that her name? Becky. Miss Becky was out there, and we were chilling. And now we're here after we rearranged the hotel room. So that's all for the intro of the show. <laughs> I've still got 50 minutes left. Just kidding. Um, do you remember for do you remember for Jordan? Do you remember for a couple of years there? Instagram bios of all women, not all women, but many women were like wanderlust. Yeah. Adventurer. The mountains are calling and I must go. Free spirit. Traveler. All the things. All the emojis, all the things. Yeah. I've noticed a resurgence in resurgence in that recently. And I came to this conclusion. Yeah, we all want to be free spirit, traveler, mountains are calling and I must go. Because you know what that means? It means you got no responsibilities at home. It means you're on vacation. It means you're eating out at cool restaurants and stuff, you know? Yeah. I want to be a traveler too. Me too. But I got to work and stuff. Now, I'm making a generalization. I realize that it requires money to travel, which to get money usually requires a job, et cetera. So I realize that a lot of people who travel, you know, do have responsibilities and stuff, but it's like, no, I belong in Estes Park, Colorado, or I belong in Big Sur. I'm like, yeah, I would love to live in the most beautiful places on earth too, but you got to have responsibilities in life, you know? Yeah. It's my moment on that. Don't Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> oh. I wrote, mountains are calling and I must go. Translation, I don't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my notes. Um, let me ask you a couple Christmas questions, all right? All right. I want to ask you some yes or no. At Christmas time, antlers on your car. When you see people put antlers on, on their car, deer ant, reindeer antlers, yes or no? No. How big of a no? Huge no? Like I wish I could push the Q no. <laughs> something went something went wrong with our don't do that sample. And something went wrong with our boo sample. Yeah. You know but honestly the don't do that got taken over by the boo sample. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just play don't do that? All right. Just so they know what we're talking about. Deer antlers on the car during Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you listen, if you can hear at that speed, but it's like, don't do that real quick. <laughs> don't do that. Deer antlers on cars. Don't do that. Um, unrelated to that. Well, unrelated to Christmas, related to that. When people, have you ever seen put, people put eyelashes yeah. on their headlights? Yeah. Huh? Don't do that, especially. That's, e that's even a bigger no for me than antlers on cars. What about the, the Rudolph? Uh, some people have put the, the red nose on their, on their front end. Just don't decorate your car. That's that's kind of it. I think that's it. Yeah. That's that's a good rule of thumb to live by. 
the fuzzy dice, like all the stuff on the inside, that's do what you want. Anything on the outside? Yeah. Now I got to look at it. Now you're putting me in a situation. Now you're making me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're making me laugh at you. Um, Wine advent calendars. Have you seen these? Yeah. A little wine sample each day leading up to Christmas. What do you think? Yes or no? Yeah. No. How big of a no? Smaller than yeah, reindeer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love the concept actually, but it's I don't know. It just seems weird to slam like a little shooter of wine every day up leading up to Christmas. My mom used to. Uh, well, my mom made a calendar for me growing up. We put it up December first every year. Oh, cool! And each day was a Hershey kiss, but like it was for my myself, my brother, and my sister. And so, so you guys would have to split Hershey, the kiss? No, there were three Hershey kiss kind of like wrapped in a ball. Oh. We were each a certain color. Cute. What color were you? Do you remember? Green. What? So I would go pull it off. And Adam was red. Kiss. Christy was silver. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like that. That's all right that Probably I just Adam pulled that silver. out of there. <laughs> Christy red. Adam silver, isn't that a person? Pretty sure that actually is a person, right? That's Adam sliver. <laughs> ah, ah, the lumberjack Adam Sliver. <laughs> Listen, guys. Adam Splinter. <laughs> Adam Splinter. Um, ooh, buying a puppy for someone for Christmas. Yes or no? For someone you don't know? No, for someone you do know. With their permission? Now that's a gray area. I've seen a lot of puppies get gifted to people for Christmas. A lot of puppies over the years. And I have to imagine sometimes those puppies have been given as a gift without the person knowing, without without having a discussion. I don't know. That's a trick question. I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel like I was going to snare you in something just now based on how you answered? I am going to say no on that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have if you have a relationship with someone, let's say, that loves dogs, and you Must give love them a dogs. dog, yeah, for Christmas, sure, that's that's a good thing. If I were to surprise Monica with a dog for Christmas, yeah, you, you're going to be sleeping on the papers. couch. You're going to yeah. be sleeping on the couch and signing <laughs> papers. You're going to be signing papers on the couch in your sleep, <laughs> both biting my tongue. Mm-hmm. Ah, how good is water? You haven't even touched that, dude. We had the no, saltiest so dinner thirsty. of all time. You want to I think you're going to judge me because of the gulp in the mic. Did you hear me gulp just now? No. Silent. But deadly. Um, if someone got, <laughs> <laughs> um, if someone got me a puppy, well, I have. I mean, I had Elliot. He's still in the family, but puppies are a lot of work. It's almost like, hey, we. If you didn't have their permission, you know, just for the surprise factor, and they're cute, and it's cute to see them jump out of the box don't do that for sure don't do that <laughs> don't do that for sure i guess that's the situation i'm talking about similarly this is another topic i wrote down matt dykel actually texted me about this too and i was like dude i was thinking about this last week we've seen over the years we've seen thousands of of car commercials where on Christmas, honey, take a peek in, t- 
take a peek in this tiny box under the tree. Well, what could it be? Is it jewelry? Is it a freaking gift card for somewhere? Opens it up. It's a key fob. Look outside, babe. It's a Lexus. Alexis. <laughs> it's a person named Alexis. No, it's a Lexus car. It's a Toyota. It's Toyotathon, whatever. They get a car for Christmas. Now, what you're really doing is just signing up for like five or six years of car payments. <laughs> That's a very expensive gift for the person to receive, I feel like. Yeah. Now, usually it's a married couple and I'm assuming they share finances. But could you imagine a situation where it's like, babe, I got you a car. I signed you up. It's in your name. You can't back out of it now. <laughs> Monthly payment with insurance is just shy of 500 bucks. Here you go. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and here's a dog. There's a dog in the passenger seat. You're going to have to take care of that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're done, by the way. Uh, that's what it would be like. That would be the next discussion. I'd be like, I just signed you up for so many responsibilities. I can't be in on this anymore. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Oh, speaking of dogs, I found an article that I wanted to share with you. I wanted to share with you. And I closed the article, but I took a screenshot earlier, and this should provide enough information for what I wanted to speak about. Okay, so the Department of Transportation just uh, decided, like within the week, I think, no more emotional support animals on planes. They're no longer regarded as uh, service animals, like an emotional support dog or whatever, according to the Department of Transportation, is no longer like you can't call it a service animal anymore. You know, a, a emotional. No, I had no idea that existed. All right. Well, I'm not a mental health expert. Did you hear that? My hands clasped and we're like, bring. <laughs> My ankles do that if I lay them like this. Have you ever done that before? Lay them. Get them to squeeze. You can get, yeah, there's like a little air pocket, like by the ball of your ankle. I'll do it on a podcast episode in the future. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see my feet up here. Scramp, scramp, (laughs) scramp, scramp. Emotional support animals. You'll see people with like a, a, a dog or something in the airport, but it doesn't, it's not wearing like a dog vest that's like, my master has, you know, epilepsy or something. If they have a seizure and fall down, I know what to do and how to get people's attention actual service animal emotional support animal is like basically someone can claim that basis for like i just i'm anxious i get anxious on planes so i want my pet iguana to come with me or i want my mini horse to come on the plane with me yes that was a thing i want my dog or whatever my jackrabbit to come with me so what the department of transportation recently decided no can't do that anymore only service animals. That's fine. Yes, it's fine. Now, again, I don't want to be like toughen up cupcake because I realize people actually do suffer from mad anxiety. Some people do on planes, etc. But you got to draw the line somewhere. So it serves as a distraction? Yeah. That's or just it like it calms me down to have this, you know, my dog next to me. Yeah. I guess if it's like a perfectly behaved dog. Yeah. I get anxiety on planes, so I'm going to add another responsibility <laughs> to my flight. It's my puppy that I got for Christmas, and uh, <laughs> my jerk boyfriend got me. Um, yeah, but you got to draw the line somewhere, yeah. or else people are going to be on the plane with a mini horse. Whatever. Yeah, true. 
Now, people, you, I mean, you can fly with your dog in the kennel thing. True. That's I fine. would never want to put my dog like in baggage, like in checked bags, though. No, in I the, mean like in the cabin. Can you? Yeah. They can just sit on a seat yeah. in the container? Yeah. In, yeah. Container, by the way. I guess that's what it is, ultimately. Contains the dog. Ah, do you like this bourbon? It's great. I'm really enjoying it. I normally don't like finished stuff, like when it's it's put in like a wine barrel or something after. Okay, so I found some funny headlines. Um, and without reading the articles too much, I just wanted to run them by you, see what you thought. Actually, I want to send you that picture first. Um, no more emotional support animals on the plane, if you can believe that. Where are you at, buddy? You're in my recent somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> I could just do this after, but it's on my mind right now, okay? So listen to this. <laughs> okay. Where's my safari? Here it is. Here's the headline. Quote, unquote, model customers keep Tokyo diners at social distance. Model customers keep Tokyo diners at social distance. One Tokyo restaurant is using lifelike mannequins to help diners keep social distance and stop the business from feeling empty. <laughs> they have mannequins in the restaurant just sprinkled throughout. And I've got a picture for you. <laughs> Dude, they're at, the in this article, mannequins are like at tables in like like posed in scenes like they're having conversations, but it's just to basically <laughs> be like you can't sit there, you know? It's like instead of like putting an X or yeah. like, you know, putting chairs up it's a good idea. I kind of like it, actually. Yeah, it's a good idea. As I look at these pictures, I'm like, it looks creepy because mannequins look creepy no matter what. Yeah. Always and forever, they're always creepy. But uh, the actual idea itself is kind of cool. Imitation people, imitation crab meat, all kinds of imitation. <laughs> um, they like play like a restaurant chatter through the speakers, yeah. distributed audio. Yes. The restaurant. <laughs> Ambient conversational noise. Um, I think I saw that as someone's, oh yeah, John Mayer. So um, Spotify and all the music platforms just recently put out their year end, year end review. Here's how much, here's what you listen to, whatever. I think John Mayer posted that his most listened to track was, um, just white noise of conversation like of people of being in a group like large crowd that was his, oh really that was his most listened to recording <laughs> now whether or not whether or not that's real i can't vouch but i want to believe it's real Same. i want to believe in something okay um okay so there is an island i believe in asia called borneo i think that's how you say it i don't think it's borneo Borneo tribal slur costs man eight buffaloes plus gongs. So somebody said some something very offensive about a tribe and it cost him eight buffaloes and some gongs. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate punishment. <laughs> Anything. Please don't take my gongs. You can take whatever, <laughs> but please don't take... They took eight buffaloes and eight gongs. A court... Um, Pakistani man has been fined eight buffaloes and eight gongs by a court on the Malaysian part of Borneo for insulting indigenous groups, an official said Wednesday. That's yeah. such a funny sentence. Take like, us to your gongs. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your, ba your bald eagle eggs and your gold bars? No, 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 we don't want that. 
<laughs> we want gongs. <laughs> Lead us to the gongs. To show us the gongs. I wonder why it was eight gongs. Wait, what is the headline? It is Borneo, Borneo tribal slur costs man eight buffaloes plus gongs. Oh, plus gongs. For some reason, I was playing that, replaying that in my head as you were talking about the story. And I thought it was eight buffalo and some gongs. <laughs> a couple gongs. <laughs> Whatever. Was, there was an afterthought. I see you've got your buffalo. Do you have some gongs? <laughs> it's customary. <laughs> now, I don't need to tell you this. They always go hand in hand. I see your buffalo. Where are your gongs? <laughs> Show Where are some gongs? <laughs> Dot com. All right. All right. Singapore activist faces fine over one man smiley face sign protest. Okay. Again, Singapore activist faces fine over a one man smiley face sign protest. It's just a guy standing there holding a sign of a smiley face. That's the whole thing. And he got fined. I'll tell you the cost of the fine. Oh, it turns out the fine was just some gongs. I can't know. It's, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was almost four grand. He got, he got fined for protesting. I don't know what he was protesting. It doesn't matter. It's just a funny headline. Um, yeah. I'm going to send you that too, Jordan. You'll enjoy that. You can read it in your quiet time, your own time. Yeah. Um, anyway, I came across those headlines today and I was like, I just had to share it with you. Um, listen to this. Okay. Actually, I want to show this on our next episode. We're going to do another episode from, you know, on tour here. Um, that episode is going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, and we have a special guest for that one. And I'm excited. I'm excited to have him. Me too. And I would never say this to his face, but he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. I really enjoy him. Why Me would too. you say that to his face? That's that's from the office. <coughs> It's from the office. Um, recently, no, I want to talk about that on the next episode as well. Um, that might be all I have. We're, at, I don't know, we're at thirty-seven minutes or something. What do you got for me? We're at it's great to be in Bardstown, man. All the sponsors require is that we. Oh, this episode sponsored by E2I Design, by the way. <laughs> they require that it's thirty-eight minutes or more. No, they don't actually. They don't have any requirements for us. They just say, hey, shout us out, Drew. Just talk about your experience with us, actually. That's the best thing you can do for us. So E2I Design, they are the official sponsor of the Stouting Off podcast, and they are your your preferred group of AVL consultants. Now, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't do this for a living, you might not know what AVL means. That's audio, video, and lighting stuff. And so if you need to purchase some, if you need help installing some, if you need... Uh, any kind of support for your house of worship, for your live music venue, for your restaurant, for your hotel, even if it's a Holiday Inn Express, they would be glad to help you, right? I mean, am I right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They probably would. We'll have to ask them. Um, but for real, we love them. They they sponsor this episode, and they've uh, they've just helped us a ton. And um, E2I guys, you know who you are. We love you. We love you. We love you. You know. They've got a little, uh, they've got a little E2I Design podcast network. Yeah, they, because they, we've they, got another. Uh, that's we, true. We welcome a new podcast to the family. Yeah, we 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 do the uh, Motor City HDJ podcast. Now, this is hosted by one of the most gifted entertainers of his generation, one of the most charismatic, 
and entertaining and just warm and fuzzy people I've ever met in my entire life. And I know the same is for you, right? Yeah. Brett Cummins. <laughs> Why did I say Brett Cummins? <laughs> just a little M apostrophe. Brett Cummins, the host <laughs> of the Motor City HDJ podcast. You can find him on Apple Podcasts, I believe. Um, he is your, I mean, if you're in Detroit, you have to book this guy for your party, for your wedding, for your bar mitzvah, for your graduation, for whatever. Okay. But anyway, he just, he's, he's resurrected his podcast recently and he recently joined the E2I network of podcasts. Now, we don't know actually if E2I podcast network is going to take off. I would really like it to, and I would like us to be a front runner in the movement. Um, all that to say. I mean, what that you looked like you wanted to add something. No, I was just <laughs> thinking about the Brett. <laughs> Brett Cummins. <laughs> Brett. Um, so this one's for you, Brett. Motor yeah, City he's, HDJ. He's no, funny. Yeah, for real. Gosh. He he DJed your wedding. Yeah. He's DJed at least like eight weddings that I've been to, at least five of which I've stood in. And if you're in the Detroit area and you're getting married anytime soon, he's literally the most entertaining person I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. I can truly say that. But doesn't just like showboat. No, he's, he's taking care of things. He's with yeah. Your he'll be your host. He'll be your he's MC. Your, yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he'll he'll yeah. He's your, really truly the master of ceremonies if you allow him to be, and he'll run your entire reception into the ground. No, it's, he'll run the entire thing smoothly into the ground. <laughs> he'll run the whole thing into um, just what you want on your big day, you know. So we love him, and we love E two I. We love you the Stouting Off Faithful, this community, this family. We of, love Holiday Inn. We love Holiday Inn Express. We love Miss Betty at the front desk. We love Dr. <laughs> Mark, Dr. Mike, whatever that guy's name was. Um, What was the lady's name, though, one more time? It was Becky. Becky. Dude. That's on me. I need to remember that. Because names, Dale Carnegie says, the sweetest sound someone can hear is the sound of their own name. That's why I always try to remember. I told you guys about this in the names list one time, didn't I tell you? Yeah. So um, that's all I've got. Do you want to add anything else? <laughs> I just imagine like, you know how when you get home, you get out of your car and you're like, hello, this is Drew. So your neighbor Rick yeah. knows who you are. Yes, yes. Like that's what Becky's going to be doing down our hallway tonight. <laughs> In the hallway. Housekeeping, this is Becky. It's Becky, B-E-C-K-Y. <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, we get it. We get it, Kathy. <laughs> Listen, it's 1 a.m. Why are you here? Oh, She's doing good. that. It's I'm awesome. glad she doesn't know because that's the worst thing is when someone knows that you don't know their name. And I always try to rectify that situation. And I tell you what, I find out their name by introducing them to somebody that I'm with sometimes. And by the way, did you meet my buddy Jordan? This is Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And then Jordan. What's your name? Becky. Got it. See? All right, guys. That's all we've got for episode 27 of the Stouting Off Podcast. We love you, but thanks for listening, as always, to this one and only place where we spout off commentary on the everyday. I vamped at the end. We did it, dude. Yeah, boys. I just sniffed so hard that whole time. I need a little sniffer too.